and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. This week we have another super amazing woman for you, Deanne Portia. Deanne Portia featured in the Heal documentary along with Deepak Chopra and other experts in health and wellness for her inspiring work with advanced stage cancer client Elizabeth who remains cancer free over five years after being diagnosed of stage five cancer. Portia has a keen ability to access core limiting beliefs that reside on this subconscious level and guides her clients out of their mind chatter and down into their heart soul level where true deep healing and personal transformation takes place. Portia's unique holistic somatic approach is the fast track to releasing past emotional hurt, trauma and disempowering beliefs while effectively transforming an inner saboteur voice into an inner ally to support one's goals for health wellness, happiness, success, and life in balance. Portia works with many advanced stage cancer patients and others going through high stress-provoking challenges such as a divorce, corporate burnout, death of a loved one, loss of a job, and serious illnesses. She uses the principles and practice of mind-body medicine, uh, effective stress reduction techniques, and heart-centered communication skills to support optimum immune function. Portia reprograms new ways of thinking and being in the world inspired by self-loving, self-nurturing, and self-honoring choices while acknowledging each person as a divine being having their own unique human experience on earth. It's now time to tune into this brilliant, beautiful and powerful mind. Enjoy. So today we have another super special guest for you and I'm super excited. I'm very, very excited. I can't even talk. It's, uh, we've got today, we've got Deanne Portia. And, um, the reason I'm so excited, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but I highly recommend to watch the Heal documentary and see Deanne do her magic. So welcome to I Am Woman Project. Thank you. I'm so happy to be your guest on your program. I'm excited. Oh, so am I. I'm super excited. So Deanne, we always love to start the show with really unpacking our woman of inspiration story. So tell us your story. What inspired you to do what you do today? Okay. What inspired me? Well, I guess I was looking, you know, for greater purpose and meaning in my life while I was going through a divorce. 
and um, I registered my husband and I in this couples workshop up at Ethelin Institute in Big Sur, and the title was New Beginnings, and when my husband refused to go with me, I went by myself, and it turned out to be a new beginning for myself, um, and that's because I was really ready to start asking the questions that I was too afraid to ask before, and he was ready to start telling his truth. So it, um, you know, started me on this kind of path uh, going through divorce. I was looking for a greater purpose and meaning in my life and why this marriage was falling apart. I thought this was going to be the man I'd grow old with. And so I started, you know, uh, reading the spiritual books and just looking for more purpose and meaning in my life. Mm. So we're going to switch over just for our listeners. Um, Deanne loves to be called Portia, so I'm going to start calling Deanne Portia just in case. Uh, so Portia, talk us through what you do for our listeners because you do a variety of things and I'd love to really unpack that because you do amazing things. Yeah. So when you saw my work in Heal Documentary, I was working with Elizabeth who remains cancer-free after being diagnosed with stage four anal cancer. So she's it's now uh, over five years later, and Elizabeth came to me, um, you know, really preparing to die. She heard that I did spiritual work, and and um, so she was ready to do what I guess I did during my divorce, looking for greater purpose and meaning and doing the healing work. And so I started working with her, and some of the things that I do with all of my clients, um, I have a holistic healing program, and what that means is it's a unique mind, body, heart, soul approach, and I've broken it down into three different areas of focus. Uh, the first area I call aiming, the second is healing, the next is anchoring. And uh, in the aiming portion, it's where we acknowledge that there is some sort of imbalance or dis-ease that's in the body. Um, and because the body knows when it's, when it's out of balance. And so we identify where those diseases are through a technique called somatic dialogue. And this is a process that I guide people through, similar to a hypnosis, um, where we reach deeper levels of the heart, soul, and the subconscious level where more information is found. Um, in this somatic dialogue process, my clients are also learning how to master attunement to their body intelligence. So when they feel discomfort or dis-ease in the body, they can know, oh, can ask, start asking themselves, well, what, you know, what's going on? What is this part of my body trying to tell me? Um, so that's in the kind of first section, which is the aiming. And through the somatic dialogue, it also is the doorway to do the deeper healing work at the heart, soul, and the subconscious level. Most times, you know, what happens is some early childhood trauma, uh, misconception, misunderstanding, um, you know, if there might be abuse, Anyway, some early childhood stuff will come up during the somatic dialogue, and then that gives us the opportunity to do some inner child healing work. Um, and also, we look to explore that inner saboteur voice 
that resides on the subconscious level that believes, you know, I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy. And we heal that subconscious voice and the inner child at these deeper levels. I always tell um, people that there's no amount of positive affirmations that are going to override a really loud inner saboteur voice that doesn't believe it. Mm, so true. So for our listeners, how can we identify at the voice of our saboteur? Um, well, you probably know it. <laughs> it's that voice that holds you back. It's It's been imprinted at early childhood that um, prevents you or stops you from moving forward with your goals, you know. So if you're, if you're on this, um, you have a goal, visualize having a goal of, um, of, you know, someplace that you want to achieve, and you're on the path to achieving that goal, but you keep running into blocks and barriers that are making it so much more difficult to get there. And 98% uh, of the time that... Uh, that block or barrier to your goal is some limiting belief that resides on the subconscious level. And that comes from early childhood imprinting. Right. So through the somatic dialogue, so it's almost like you're taking them through a bit of a, you said hypnotherapy or hypno... Hi, it's similar to hypnosis because we're, we're going, we're reaching those deeper levels. So, you know, and I guide people through that process either working with them in person or on the phone or Skype. Mm. The reason I'm asking all these questions, and I'm sure our listeners are as curious as I, and by the way, Portia does um, do this kind of work via Skype if you want to reach out to Portia. Um, I think that for me, what, what I'm curious about is as you're taking us through this journey, we, we obviously get to a, a, a block, let's call it a block, which could be a limiting belief. And then, then you uh, would unpack the limiting belief to find out a little bit more about where it comes from or is, is that what you do? Yeah. So that usually comes up in the, um, you know, the somatic dialogue. So if we try to, I mean, we can do a certain amount of that work on the conscious mind. So, you know, the conscious rational thinking mind that intellectually understands what's going on, but that's not where the healing is. Uh, can take place. The healing needs to take place at those deeper levels of the subconscious, the heart and the soul level in order for it to really fix. Um, I know that, um, who is it? This Joe Dispenza calls it the heart-brain um, coherence, right? So we're getting, so through the somatic dialogue, I'm able to bring people into that heart-brain coherence, those deeper levels of the heart, soul, and subconscious and then we can look at it. We can see where the origins of those limiting beliefs started. So uh, the conscious mind, you know, may recognize that it, it started sometime in adult life somehow. It got hurt in a relationship or, um, you know, lost a job or whatever. But really those kind of limiting beliefs started much earlier on. Mm. So true. I mean, I understand about the imprinting phase because pretty much at that age, from the time we're born right up to the age of seven, I think it is, it's it's basically everything that 
you know, we experienced at that age, whether it's parent programming, things that we saw at school, things that we read, things that we experienced with sibling, whatever that may be, all those experiences, we take that on board as our reality and it's still some way deep down in our mind, our map of our world today and how we show up as an adult might not serve us any longer. But it played a part a long time ago. Is that correct? Exactly. Exactly. So early on when the imprinting was taking place, you know, the critical years or I call it more age three to 12 where these, you know, big things happen and we kind of learn these survival strategies and coping mechanisms that get imprinted um, in our mind and in the subconscious and it becomes the default program for responding as we grow up and mature. Mm, love it. So you were talking about the three areas. There was Amy. So you're talking when, when you work through uh, with a client, you're doing the somatic dialogue in Amy. What's the healing and the anchoring part? Yeah, so the healing part I touched upon already. So the, that includes, you know, healing the inner child, healing and transforming that inner saboteur voice into an inner ally voice to support one's goals moving forward. And those goals could do with health and wellness, relationship, career success, um, anything, really. Um, There's also, in the um, healing portion, there's sacred anger work. So in the movie Heal, you saw me doing some work with Elizabeth where she was throwing rocks on the hillside. And that was her process of releasing stuck anger. So when... Low vibration emotions such as anger, grief, shame, blame, all of that kind of low vibration emotions get stuck in the body. It sits there and festers and builds. And we want to move that stuck energy. I kind of came across this technique or developed this technique as my own process um, Actually, I mean, what I did for myself when I was going through divorce and then again when I lost my beloved um, to move the stuck energy, I would go mountain biking. So every day I would cycle up this, this climb, this canyon, go up to the top of the mountain, and it was a really rigorous uphill ride. And that hole that was in my solar plexus from the grief of losing my husband, the grief of losing family, the grief of later on losing a beloved, um, that hole that resides in the solar plexus, and, and maybe you've experienced that yourself, would get emptied out of, you know, any grief energy, anger energy, would release that and let the emotions come out while I was physically exerting myself. And when I would get to the top of the mountain, I would do my prayers, meditation, and um, yoga. And it's such a beautiful healing, you know, technique and activity. You're, and nature is always like a very, very important part of all the work that I do. Um, so doing a physical exertion um, in nature, which can absorb those lower vibration energies, is great. I mean, nature is just the most wonderful healer. 
And that's why when I people do come to see me, we sit outside. I don't have an indoor office that I see people in. We're sitting outside, and I live in a beautiful canyon called Topanga in California, Southern California. And it's beautiful. So while we're doing this healing work, nature is there to um, assist us. Um, so that's the, the sacred anger work. Mm. And then... The other part of healing is letting go and forgiving, right? <clears throat> Forgetting, forgiving the past self-judgments. Um, that's the most important, you know. We think it's the judgments that we hold on to about others, but it's the self-judgment that's the most damaging. Mm. So there was a couple of questions that um, have cropped up for me. You were talking about the emotions being stuck in the solar plexus. So are we talking about um, as part of the healing process, we work with the chakras and see where the emotions are trapped within the chakra system? Well, they don't necessarily reside, you know, or go along the chakras. Um, hmm, let me think about that. Actually, you know, when I do the somatic work, uh, it does run along that. <laughs> Actually, now that you mention it, yeah, um, the places that, that get that seem to get stuck, yeah, can be in the throat chakra. Um, a lot of times, it's the back, though, too. But um, but that can also be the back of the heart. Mm. Um, so it's it's not necessarily along the the chakra system, but so, oftentimes it is. Yeah, it could it could actually be trapped. Uh, I remember uh, another guest we had on the show was saying that sometimes your emotions can actually, if you don't deal with them, it can be trapped in any of your meridian lines. It doesn't have to be necessarily your chakra, but if you actually don't work with releasing that emotion, it turns into disease or illness yeah. within the body. Yeah, well, it can, you know, if you study acupressure, they use the meridian lines and they talk about stagnation. And stagnation in certain acupressure points or acupuncture points is that stuck energy as well. Mm, so true. The other thing, Portia, you talked about forgiving. And I find that we have this a lot. We talk a lot about forgiveness. And it's one of those things that people sometimes, just some of the feedback we've received from our listeners is, how do I do it? I find it really hard to do it. So what would be a, a, a bit of a, a tip for our listeners if they are in that situation where they have to forgive another person and forgive themselves, uh, what would be a process? Well, again, that forgiveness process comes out of, in, in the way that I work, it comes out of doing the somatic dialogue and coming to these new awarenesses um, and once we come to these new awarenesses at these deeper levels, not just the conscious mind, uh, but then we can move into the anchoring portion, uh, which is affirming new beginnings and actually networking new neural pathways through neuro-linguistic programming. And um, the forgiveness homework that I give to people will through you know these, this process work, we'll come up with a very specific forgiveness phrase that I will have um, my client work with, and it sounds you know like I forgive myself for judging myself as 
something that they've identified during the process. And in my new awareness, I know I am. So I know at a, the very deepest level of my being, because we've actually done the work at these deeper levels, I know I am. Very powerful present tense affirming language. And then that reframe. So the forgiveness um, process and reframe is usually a homework assignment that I give. And I tell them to use this and work with it for 32 days, which is the amount of time it takes to reprogram and create a new neural pathway. So that becomes now the part of the anchoring uh, process, which is neurolinguistic programming. Mm, I get you. So, Portia, for our listeners, how long would it take to go through a session with you? So, for example, you were talking about you work with all sorts of clients, whether they're going through uh, cancer, divorce, whatever that may be. How long would it take to get through from, you know, aiming to anchoring? Yeah. Oh, so, um, you know, all those three areas, the aiming, healing and anchoring, um, can it doesn't necessarily take place sequentially. Um, hopefully, there's a little bit of each of that that happens in each session. So typically, um, I'll have a first session with someone. If they come to see me in person, my sessions are an hour and a half. If I do a phone session or a Skype session, then they're one hour in length. And so the first session is you know, kind of an, an introduction where we go over the stuff that I'm talking about. Now we get to a feel for each other. Um, and then they decide, you know, is this, you know, my approach resonate with them? Is it something that uh, fits for them? Am I someone that uh, resonates with them and would they like to continue working with me? And if so, usually it is, um, then I ask them to commit to four sessions at a time. And in those four sessions, I've seen incredible things, you know, happen, big transformations. I, I don't know if you were on my mailing list before, um, but I sent out a newsletter with this one young woman that I was working with for, I think it was almost all for four sessions. Like we had an initial session and then the, the fourth one. And she had been carrying like an autoimmune disorder and all sorts of illnesses that they really couldn't identify since she was about seven. And um, so for over 30 years, she was always this sick child. And, um, you know, and in in, I think it was by our third session, she made these tremendous breakthroughs and for her fourth session her parents happened to be in town and I said why don't you invite them to this last session and let's see you know what happens and she was very afraid to do that uh, but she did and it was beautiful um, everyone just wound up in tears during it um, you know, the parents at first were a little hesitant. They didn't know if this, they were coming to the session so that their daughter could dump on them, you know. Um, so they were a little apprehensive, but it turned out to be just this beautiful, 
love fest, which I knew it would be. <laughs> and um, she realized that, you know, all of the things that she'd been holding on to emotionally and mentally for over 30 years uh, were not true and that she was so loved and she never realized it. So that is an example of, you know, major transformation that took place in um, four sessions. Mm, that's amazing. Yeah, it's really a family healing. It was, it, yeah, it was really great. <laughs> wow, I've got goosebumps. That's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Yeah. So, Portia, if there was a piece of advice that you would like to give to our listeners that would like to start a new way of living, what would be a piece of advice from you? Well, let's see, piece of advice. Um, don't, if, if you can't, you can't solve a problem or come to a new awareness with the same mindset that created it. So you need to be willing. Willingness is like the big operative word um, to have an open heart and to be courageous enough to look at the things and ask the questions that you were afraid to ask before. Mm, what would be an example of one of those questions? Well, let me see. When I was going, I'll use myself as an example, because when I was ready to start asking the, the harder questions for myself, when I was uh, you know, preceding the ultimate divorce, the question was, you know, are you really having an affair? And it was something that I didn't want to hear or know about. And so that kind of opened the, the doorway for me. It was something that I didn't want to ask. Um, mm. Trying to think of, of other examples that come forward. I <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's, a, that's a very big one, isn't it? It's very courageous. Yeah, well, you know, and I was ready to start hearing the the truth, which was, um, you know, he was having affairs and had actually started probably six years into our 16-year marriage. So yeah. it had been going on for a long time. That's interesting. And, you, you know, it's interesting. We've had a few people on the show and – um, we always have our listeners, um, you know, send us beautiful emails after our guests. And it's one of those things that uh, you hear quite often, women intuitively know, uh, but they're afraid to ask the question. Yeah. So, you know, and also, of course, I, it's not that I didn't ask the question, um, but he would always deny it and say that, you know, I was imagining things. So I, I didn't trust my intuition because I didn't have any proof. So um, my intuition told me that something was awry, but um, I it was never validated, you know. Yeah. So I felt I was just going crazy. But, I've, you know, I've learned that I can trust my intuition. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. So, Portia, what has been some of your greatest lessons along your journey? Because you've done a lot and you've um, also had an amazing life. Wow, my greatest lessons. Um, I think what is really most prevalent is that I just know that I'm more than my physical body. 
um, I know that I am not alone, that I am guided every step of the way. Um, it's so amazing now uh, that I've lived enough years on the planet and, and seen time and time again where um, if I just relax and allow things to happen, everything that I need shows up. You know, so I'm living in that place of allowing rather than living in the place of fear and worry about the future. Oh, that's very blissful. That is bliss. I think we all would love to or aim for that for sure. I think it gets a bit hard though. You know, things go so fast. It's that, it's that thing that I just think the world seems to be going fast. It just, you know, it's we're at that uh, Becca called 24 by 7, you know, whether it's through your mobile or your your emails or, you know, it's it's just one of those things that how do you just switch off completely and just be? Yeah, it's really important to do exactly that. Switch off, turn off your phones, turn off the technology, spend time in nature. I mean, that is so, so important. Yep. Um, you know, I start every day by going for a walk in nature and I have a special little place that I go to and I do my yoga and prayers and meditation there and so I take care of myself first and then I'm you know coming from a place of fulfillment and replenishment so I can take care of all the people that I work with more effectively. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So, Portia, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration about pain points. We believe we all have pain points, whether it's in business or in life. So, what would be some of your pain points and how do you work through them? Well, okay, so what have they been in the past? <laughs> in the past, um, it's really been not trusting my intuition, right? And listening to other people's suggestions or opinions or, you know, rather than listening to myself. So the, the biggest challenge that I used to have in the past, I would say, would be, you know, um, not trusting my own intuition and um, getting a bit uh, confused, caught up in self-doubt, you know, um, rather than staying true to what I know is true for myself. Mm. So that's, you know, that's the one thing, I think. And, and once, you know, once I've found that, gosh, I don't have to worry about any of this stuff. All I have to do is just stay on course with what I know is true for me, replenish myself every day in nature, start my day with that, with my prayers and meditation, ground myself, and leave the rest up to the universe because everything I need comes forward. Absolutely. So how does one, for our listeners that are not in nature, for example, and don't have the beautiful environment that you live in, what could they do to help them ground themselves uh, so that they can connect with the self-doubt and those limiting beliefs? So even, you know, I work with people that are working in offices and high-rises and everything, and it's like, Okay, you, can, you still have a window. You still can look out onto the sky. Maybe you can't see any trees, but maybe there's clouds in the sky that you can look at. 
Um, maybe there's some birds flying by. There's, I mean, nature is everywhere because we live on the planet that's full of it. So it's not impossible. You have to find those ways that you can connect, even in a city. Go to the park. Um, stand out on the curb in the city. Trees are planted along streets, right? So take a look at the tree. Look at the wildlife that's living in it. Look at the ants that may be crawling on the ground. There's, um, there's nature everywhere. We just have to look for it and create those opportunities for ourselves to center ourselves in ourselves. And, or, and when you're doing a, a meditation, a closed eye meditation, bring nature into your mind. So visualize it. You, you know, your mind cannot tell the difference between reality, which you're actually looking at, and a really vivid visualization with closed eyes. So you can create nature in your mind, and your body chemically responds to that. So true, absolutely. And I think for our listeners too, I think we're all in some way, shape, and form uh, – you know, we we have these limiting beliefs. We have these self doubts, whether we're not good enough, not smart enough, whatever that may be. How does one maybe work through with that if they don't have the time right now to go and have somatic dialogue healing with yourself? What would be a hot tip that you could share with us to overcome those fears? Well, it's an interesting technique. Um, which is using the non-dominant hand to write with, and it kind of activates the other side of the brain that you're not used to using. And you can do some free-form writing, um, asking questions and answering them using the non-dominant hand and writing those down with your non-dominant hand and see what comes up. So... Okay, so that would be your uh, whatever's coming through you at the time when you ask those questions. You just basically get out of your way and just allow it to come through. Yeah. 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 And this and this technique, so if you're right-handed, you're going to write out these answers with your left hand. Oh. You're write out the question first, and then you're going to write out the answer with your left hand. Portia, I'm as you're saying that I'm holding a pen trying to write my I'm finding really <laughs> awkward here hard. trying to if it is really hard. Absolutely. So but I'm gonna give it a go because I love that. I've never done that before, but I love that. <laughs> Absolutely. So Portia, what advice would you give your younger self? My younger self? Mm. Or a younger self. Your younger self. My younger self. Um let's see, my younger self. Don't worry and trust. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's very simple. Yeah. Don't worry about the future. Don't regret the past. Live in the present. Live and love in the present. Yeah. And I think trust has kind of come from within. I think that's one of the things I've been working with for a long time is trust. And yeah. it just probably in the last 12 months, I think it was more so like, hang on, Catherine, you've got to trust yourself first. You have to be able to do that inner deep work to trust yourself before you can even trust others. Well, you don't, for me, it's trusting in something greater than myself, you know? So it's surrendering the, the need to control an outcome. 
Ah. And just trusting that whatever needs to happen is going to be presented and is going to gracefully unfold to support your highest good. So it's really surrendering that need to control, which allows one to trust more fully. So you're not necessarily trusting in yourself, which you're because your ego self is always wanting to control everything because that's what we think makes us feel safe in the world, but it doesn't really. Mm. You don't have control over anything, <laughs> you know. So true. It's so true. And actually, as you're saying it, because, I mean, I think that from my own experience, it comes to relationships. You know, when you've had relationships break down, I think it takes a bit of time to, you know, it, whether it's a, a protection mechanism or whatever that may be, but it does take you time to kind of open up again. So for me, it was more so about trusting in myself. And uh, I like the surrendering. It's true. You can't control anything. Right. So it's so we're talking about relationship, then it's trusting your intuition, mm. right? And and then surrendering control of the outcome. Because if we're too fixated on a certain outcome, that means that we're closing off to possibilities that may be even greater than anything we can imagine. Mm, I love that. That just... Uh resonated with me or as I say I just received an etheric slap yeah yeah Yeah. so you know set your intention have a a goal but remain open for this or something better for the highest good of all concerned Mm, love that love that I'm writing that down as you're saying it so Portia the other thing we do as we wrap up our show we love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand what would be that one word for you one word that describes my brand it could be more than one word if you've got more than one word (laughs) well love is up there right because it's you know, commitment to love and commitment to self-love is the healing work. Mm. Healing work is all about self-love. And then, of course, being of service. So um, love, gratitude, trust, willingness, open heart. There's lots of words. But mm. I guess love is probably the top one. And when you're in love, you're just automatically in living an in inspiration. I know I am. Yeah. So how do you fall in love? We've had this conversation with another guest. Fall in love with yourself when you are constantly judging yourself. Well, you can't. You can't. Who wants to fall in love with someone who's judging? I know. (laughs) But I find that, you know, it could be as simple as, and I think it was uh, Rika Zimmerman who came on the show and she was saying, you know, she was describing how she would look herself in the mirror and go, oh, look at these fat legs or, oh, look at this, you know, belly, whatever that may be. And in actual fact, you're judging yourself. So how could you then fully love yourself when you're getting in your way of love? What about looking at it from a different perspective and looking at the things that you do love about yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. Be very careful about the words that you choose to use. You know, be very mindful of that. What is the self-talk that you're giving you? Because all of that sticks, you know, whether you think it's in jest or not, it's residing in the subconscious. Mm. And that's what, you, that's what you're feeding yourself. Why do you want to feed yourself criticism? 
True. I think we all do it at some some. I, I don't know. I think that you know, especially as we become more mature, everything kind of heads south, and you know, it's you can't help it. I think it's one of those things that you just, um, yeah, you've got to really work at that. And we all have you can help it. Yes, you absolutely can help it. It's about being mindful. I yeah. remind, um, you know, the people that I work with all the time: be careful of how you use your words, and be careful of how you use the word. But, B-U-T. Yes. Yeah. Because you may, you'll say something that may be a, a praise or something good, and then right after that you say but, which negates everything positive that you said before. Spot on. So true. So Absolutely. Use, use the word and instead of but. I'll remember that next time I'm uh, catching up with all my girlfriends <laughs> to uh, stop complaining about your wrinkles and everything going south. Let's That's start right. being more positive. That's so, right. <laughs> Portia, the other thing we do as we wrap up the show is we love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to leave or give to our listeners. So what would be those three shiny golden nuggets? Okay. Well, number one is practice making self-loving, self-nurturing, and self-honoring choices daily. Okay. Hmm. Number two would be release the past, live in the present, and trust the future is unfolding in perfect order for the highest good of all concerned. And three, spend time in nature. Spend mindful time in nature. Oh, I love that. I think I also love the release, the one that really stood out for me, release the past, live in the present and trust the future is unfolding in perfect order for the highest good of all concerned. I might write that in a big, massive poster in front of my computer. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> so, Portia, for our listeners, where's the best place to find you? Um, people can find me at my website, which is portiaswish.com, and it's P-O-R-C-H-I-A-S, as in Sam, and then wish.com. Um, I'm also on, um, let me see, what are, this, what are the social media things? I guess Portia's Wish and Deanne Portia on Facebook, um, and also on Instagram. So please come check me out be my friend <laughs> yes so I highly recommend for you uh to reach out and work with Portia you know now that she's available through Skype FaceTime phone face-to-face -face, depending on where you are at the world in the world the other thing I'd love to talk about is your retreat that you were talking about in south of France which I love eat paint pray and love did you want to talk a little bit about that yeah that's great that's going to be coming up next May 2019 and it's Eat, Paint, Pray, Love, Life in Balance, Women's Wellness Retreat. And I'm doing that with a client of mine who is such an inspiration to me. She is healing her breast cancer naturally and holistically without any chemo or radiation. And she is a lovely inspiration. And so we're going to be doing this retreat together um, the end of next May. So it'll be great. And it's, um, you know, so if anyone's interested in that, you can contact me through my website or my email address, which is Deanne, D-I-A-N-N-E, at PortiaSwish.com. And I'll put you on the list to receive information about that. 
Mm, I'm I'm definitely interested in that. That sounds amazing. And the other thing you've got on is uh, you'll be at the Hill Conference in Munich in Germany, March the 2nd to the 3rd with Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I believe I will be, yes. <laughs> so that's another fun thing to look forward to next year. Fantastic. You've got lots going on. So for our listeners, highly recommend that you reach out, Portia. She's absolutely beautiful and um, energetically, physically, emotionally. She's just an angel. I highly recommend that you also reach out and uh, check out the Heal documentary. It will blow your mind. It was amazing for me to watch. Like I said, I've watched it twice now. I actually bought it. It was fantastic. Uh, Portia, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. It's been an absolute honor to have you on the show. And like I said, I was super excited when I saw that you were coming on the show. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and for your time and your energy. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Bye for now. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care of yourself.